We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and can't get a hold of anyone. If only you had a Discover card. With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat 988 for free confidential support anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. When did that switch happen? Like you say, you watch American Idol and you're like, I love, I love that girl. What happened? Or was there a certain moment? I would say the switch was, was that time period. Really? Yeah. As much as it gave me, I lost a lot. Mm. the biggest criticism I had at the time was like the girls in high school, you know, at your own high school, Well, you know, like just normal, like teenage stuff. And then I went on national television and I was enlightened quick. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, as confident as I was the music thing, I was always confident, always confident on stage. The one thing that I wasn't confident with was my weight, probably starting in like eighth grade ish. Mm -hmm. Um, because I became a cheerleader and I was a softball player before that. And so I was not built the same yeah. and it started really weighing on me. And I started having problems with eating disorders in middle school. Um, and then 10th grade, I go on American Idol and I was like in my very awkward, chubby face. And like <laughs> things were, things were, it wasn't worked out quite yet. You know, <laughs> things were it's all like forming. in between being a teenager and a woman. Yeah, That's you're like still the forming. age where you know, it was like, and people <laughs> commented a lot on my weight, which what kind of evil humans can comment on a 16 year old yeah. child is beyond me now. But as that 16 year old child, I, it got it got very bad for a while. So great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's been a while since we've seen each other. I know. And that was in such a crazy time. When did you move here? I just, oh, now it's been about almost four months. I don't really know. Three, four months. So, Well, that's better than I thought. I thought if you've been living here for like a year. No. I was going to be very disappointed in this. No. I four months is all right. You haven't even probably unpacked everything. Everything's unpacked, but I haven't really been here. Like, it's the summer, so I've I been, also am never here. So yeah, this is a miracle. But I, I'm so I'm glad. Good, that, a classic Monday move. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that I'm here. I, I love it so much. Good. How, it's the best. You've how long have you lived here for? I am on my tenth year here. Yeah, December will be ten years. And this, like, do you think this is going to be like for sure home base? Oh, I sure hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure invested a whole lot in that house. And I just bought. Like, <laughs> um yeah I think so okay uh, my fiance we're both from Georgia um 
And it's a pretty easy place for all of the family to come to. And it makes sense for work for both of us. Yeah. I think we're here to stay. I hope. That that is, I love, I mean, I've only been here four months, but I'm already like, okay, this is the place I want to live. I love it because it's only three and a half hours from my family in Alabama. And so we've already seen this. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. I remember we had that in common. We had that in common. We really bonded over the Roll Tide. My mom, my mom uh loves you because you're a roll tide fan also don't you have like some type of uh family or something that's around from where she's from like that fort Payne? yeah my area. dad was born in fort Payne. okay all of his family's from like the fort Payne area okay we I, really bonded over it yes i think she may have talked to my grandma about it at i'm one sure point. she did <laughs> if, if if the crimson tide alabama comes up my family <laughs> is like i like you. i was like i got my way into yes. the brown family yes. <laughs> Um, I just want to obviously talk about how your career started, how it is everyone knows who you are, and it's because of your voice. It's probably one of the most beautiful voices I've heard because you just like randomly sing all the time, and it's always just like, please continue. You wouldn't want that if you lived with me because it never stops. I I don't even know I do it. Like I sing all the time. I think I – I talk a lot, but I think I sing more than I talk. And that is saying something. That is saying something. <laughs> well, I love it. When did you know that you could sing? I think everybody kn- knew I could sing from the time I was like three years old. I don't ever, I don't remember that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I remember being like six or seven years old and knowing that I could sing better than most people. Yeah. And then I think probably around 10 or 11, I was like, I think I might be actually pretty good at this. And then, obviously, I was got, it, so it was very like natural innate ability. Would oh, you yeah. say? Yeah, I didn't really have like. It wasn't like I, my parents were like, "We're going to put her in singing lessons and see how she does." I just from the time I started talking, I started singing. My mom has all these really funny stories of me being in the car seat and her like turning off the car, and I'm still singing. And they were like, "What?" I mean, I was in diapers singing and like so weird. It amazes me when you can see young children and they just can or like have rhythm or understand pitch and tone it it has to be something I mean it's like I don't know blessed I don't know yeah. how that happened to me it's like it's so weird people ask me all the time that that same question yeah. like what made you want to sing and I'm like I literally think I was just destined to do it. I don't think that it was not, it was not a decision I made. It was like singing chose me. It was so. It's not like your parents were like, huh, we need to put Lauren in some type of activity. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Can they sing? Yeah. Both okay. of my parents can sing. Yeah. I mean, I come from a fairly musical family. Like my, my dad plays any instrument with strings. Pretty much my dad can pick it up and like work his way around it. But no one in my family really does music professionally or anything. Yeah. Um, but we we throw down on some karaoke nights. I bet. Yeah, we were the queen and kings of karaoke in Rossville, Georgia. We pretty much dominated. So where did every you Wednesday go to, night? Yeah, where where was that? Where was the there karaoke? There was a place in um, my hometown called Magoo's. And honestly, I learned how to perform in front of people there and at church. Those are the two places I really learned to. Magoo's? <laughs> it's called is Magoo's. It, it's still shut there? down oh, now. Magoo's. I know. We need to open that sucker yeah. back up. They, they discovered me. Hey, um, <laughs> maybe you can talk to him about it. Bring I sang there every Wednesday night from six to nine and saved up my tips so that I could play sports because when I was like 12, 11 or 12, um, 
came from very humble beginnings. Same girl. And my family was like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And then they were like, get a job. And I was like, all right, what am I good at? And I started singing for tips. And I have some crazy, funny stories from that time of my life. And I learned a lot. And uh, they gave me a little cordless mic and people be eating their dinner and I'm walking around singing to no. them. At the, oh, yeah. And you going up and like getting. Oh, yeah. And I would like seat. wear costumes. I was very serious. And this is at what age? At like 11 and 12. I'm just like popping around the restaurant, singing to people. I'd carry the little bucket and make them give me money. I had no shame. I love I didn't that. start acting like this yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I have always been this human. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, where do you feel that confidence comes from? Because you can like light up a room, but there has that has to come from something. Do you remember somebody saying something to you when you were younger about like, how you were a star or a singer. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Uh, my whole childhood. Yeah. Like, I, I think I just had a very supportive family. Mm -hmm. I think they realized pretty early on that I did, I, the Lord did give me a gift that a lot of people don't get mm -hmm. blessed with. And I think because we were from a small town, like working class people, they were like, you can be whatever you want to be if you work hard enough. And uh, that's what I wanted to be. And that's what you did. They said, you're either going to have to be smart enough to pay with for college with your grades or be good enough at something else. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to sing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So who inspired you to really go into like making music a career? Who? That's a good question. I, there were a few people kind of along the way that really inspired me. Um, I think my parents mostly really mm -hmm. pushed it for me because I'm very fortunate to have parents that were like, if that's what you want to do, we'll do it. And because my dad, my dad grew up dreaming of playing at the Grand Ole Opry. So I have this really strong affection for the Grand Ole Opry because he played banjo growing up. And obviously that didn't work out for him. Mm -hmm. He's played now. You're Has welcome, he played dad. The Grand Ole Opry He's with played you? with me. Yeah, a couple of times. Oh um, my gosh, that's so special that you made that happen. I'm very fortunate that I could do that. It was pretty, the, every time is special, but that was like mm -hmm. a really special one. Um, but so I would say my parents and then just like, I was a huge American Idol fan and I would watch these like small town girls like Carrie Underwood. I remember being like, look at her. She's just like a small town girl and made it happen and I started telling people from the age of six that I was going to be on American Idol. I'm not kidding. Like, I told everybody that would listen to me, you better vote for me someday. I'm going to be on American Idol. I was like, getting them votes racked up. <laughs> You're like, an early age. <laughs> that was not something I just like on a whim was like, oh, I think I'll try it for American Idol. I told people, and I bet there are people running around like that little girl. At the, uh, we went on family vacation with my grandparents every year. They took our um, us on vacation. And I would sing by the pool and like tell people, now I'm going to be on American Idol someday. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And you made so, it happen. That so is, funny. Because I was going to ask you about, like you, how old were you when you auditioned? 15 or 16? I was 15, yeah. And I feel like... <laughs> So crazy. That's crazy. When I talk to 15-year-olds now. That you were on national telev television singing for millions <laughs> of people. And owning it. I look back at that time. I'm like, I love that girl. I yeah. mean, thank God for her. She's like in her rhinestone flip-flops. Just walked right out there in her scrunched up hair. What's hey. up, everybody? <laughs> I, I, I'm, like, I, I, I'm like every day trying to be as confident as 15-year-old me. Every day. so crazy? Like, <laughs> I feel like I was... 
I had, well, I had moments in my life. I feel like sometimes I could get shy, but it was over like little comments. That's why I was asking you about like, was there a comment or somebody that really like helped you know to like helped you be so confident? Because I think there's little things people can say that can really just like make you go one way or the other. And there were moments in my life that I feel like I was super like, oh, I know I'm going to be famous one day. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't, I can't sing and I can kind of dance, but. I don't think it's kind of dance. Well, get out of here. I'm going to walk out. <laughs> no. You know how hard I had to work to compete against you every week? I'm going to fight you right now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But you know why I think that? It's because of what some uh, somebody said to me. Of like, what uh, motivated you? Yeah. I didn't make the dance team at one, at one point. Like, and so I think that's why for me, like after Dancing with the Stars, I still am like, oh, yeah, but I don't know if I can dance, which is crazy, which I know is crazy. <laughs> But it's, I, I will definitively say, I know I cannot dance. Hey, but they, come on. bless his heart, pulled out some miracles. He really did. I look like I knew how you to did. dance. I was going to say, you look like you knew how to dance. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. Well, but, well I um, don't know about this. I, I'm, I, do, I do understand music, so I yeah. think that helped me. But yeah. you crushed it. For real. I was, I, I, every week I wish you weren't there. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I would be doing so much better if Hannah Brown was not in this competition. There's not enough room for two Southern hey, women. But you know what? There was <laughs> no, always. And then I ended up being like very thankful you were there. No, I was so <laughs> thankful you were there. But also there was always a like, oh, is she going to make it? She seems a little cuckoo. She might have to, <laughs> to get out. So uh, I kind of get that. Um, but going back to, you obviously had a lot of confidence as a child and like believed in yourself. And I feel like you also. I saw some some interview while I was like preparing for this where you said that you won a lot as a child. Do you think that also made you feel like almost like, oh, I can do anything? Yeah. And then what was it like? To not win. To not win. <laughs> the first competition, I'd make this joke a lot, but it is not a joke. The first competition I ever entered that I did not win was American Idol. So would you so say that was pretty? Was that hard? Are we like, oh my gosh, this is American Idol, and I didn't. Well, win. it didn't feel like a loss, but it did. Yeah, I just wasn't used to it, which mm -hmm. sounds so silly. But I also was in competitions against like people in my hometown, so it was it was very different. But yeah, um, I it was the best thing that ever happened to me, not winning. Why? Why do you say that? Because I worked a lot harder. It hurt my feelings really bad. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh. Absolutely not. Like, yeah, it was very, very good for me. Very early. But you on. were just like runner up too. Well, yes, like that's, that's a pretty still, good position to end. Good. I mean, it's as close as getting to win. But I think because it was like the first time I realized that, like in the real world, you don't always win. Yeah, like you, mm -hmm. and you don't have to always win. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's nice to win, but that was pretty good. And I was young, and I was sixteen, and I think it just made me hungrier for success. Um. But also, it was like a huge confidence booster to, I mean, how many people try out for the show and I got second. So that was still. Yes. It wasn't like not making it at all. That would have probably deflated me quite a bit. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Um, which, so I say American Idol was the first competition I lost. They had a thing called Chattanooga Idol in Chattanooga, which I'm from very close to Chattanooga. Yes. And I got fifth place in that. And it was to try out for American Idol. And the guy that won, like, you get to skip the lines. They have these little contests all over where if you win it, you don't have to wait in the line. You get to go first. They, like, pe take wait the people in the line. Because that, that, like, line is Wait in the line because that, like, line is It's like 15,000 people that you get in line You have in. to legit 
Standing in line like you're going to a concert, except you're going to try to get a career. And so I got fifth place. I didn't even get second. I mean, I got fifth. So I was like, I don't want to do it. I'm not good enough. And my mom was like, you're doing it. We've told everybody for years you're doing it. Yeah. You're going to at least try. And if you don't make it, whatever, we'll go home. It will be fine. You're 15. I was like, okay. So then we went and we're in the Bridgestone. I'll never forget this. And I like... They follow you, all, everybody in, you fill out whatever paperwork and you get a number. And I see the guy that won go audition. Yeah. And the people that get a yes go this way and the people that get a no go this way. And I just see him slowly <gasps> walking this way. And I, I'm 15. So that was like, I was like, we're going home. And I'm like sobbing hysterically in the bleachers. At because the, and the guy is, that beat you did got, not make it. Did not make it. from Through the first round. And then my mom was like, you will... Never forgive yourself if you don't just stay and try. Like, it doesn't matter if you get a no. We will still love you. And I stayed. And can you imagine if I'd gotten up out of that seat, out of fear? No. I mean, I mean, you could also always <laughs> I, do it And that, I want to say the yeah. guy that won was very good. It's not, it's sometimes it's just about being in the right place at the right time and having the right person listening to you sing mm -hmm. right then in that moment. And I tell people that story a lot. Because I also auditioned for um, America's Got Talent four times and didn't make it past the first round. When you before this? Yeah, before that. But I never even considered that a loss because I didn't make it. So I was like, yeah. It is like kind of a cattle call. It's interesting. Both of them? Are All of them. Yeah. All those shows. They're like very hard to get on. It's just the right person has to hear you sing. It's not that I was the absolute best person that walked in the bridge down that day. Yeah. Because I wasn't. I'm, I mean, but... The car that like everything just kind of lined up perfectly. I think that's so good for people to hear because I've also had like people are like, oh my gosh, you won everything. And I'm like, no, I haven't. Like I've been on a winning streak, but there's. <laughs> people just, always think you win and like people don't see the losses. All the losses. Right. It's like very true. I kind of what started my, I guess, career was me doing Miss Alabama and in Miss USA did I, I didn't place at all. It took me like five years to even make top 10 in, a, in Miss Alabama. And then I won. Like I've had those losses. But I think they're so important to have. Like you said, you appreciate them because then it gives you a hunger if you really want something to go back. And then when you do win, you can win like so graciously and like be humble in those positions. Because if you, yeah, if you would have never had a loss. Well, I got pretty good at losing after that. Let's take a quick break. Where are my engaged girls? Congrats. You're engaged. So am I. Now you may be like me wondering what's next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. Zola has everything you need to plan your wedding in one place, including venue options and all your vendors. Plus, you can get designs, save the dates and invites, build a free wedding website, create your registry and stay on track and on budget throughout the entire process with their free planning tools. Zola has created everything you need to make the whole process super easy and hopefully actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on the couch. Look, I have just now opened the can of worms of all that is wedding planning, but I'm so thankful for Zola because it can help make wedding planning so much easier for all of us engaged girlies. We need to be having fun. We need to be excited. It doesn't need to be a stressful process. And I feel like Zola can really help us engaged girlies 
enjoy this time of our life because we are celebrating the love that we have created and this beautiful new chapter in our life. And we do not need to be crying over napkins and invitations. So Zola's got us covered. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Although I'm not there yet myself, I know a lot of you listening have children and want to set up your child for success. So IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Oh my gosh, I wish I would have had IXL when I I was going through school because I really needed that extra help just to like get things implemented into my brain so that I could really know what I was learning and not just be like, I don't know, I had a good memory, but I don't think I actually learned something, but that's really through repetition. And I feel like IXL is wonderful for that. I think this is such a wonderful product for anybody who's like just struggling with a topic or just trying to get ahead, study for a test. It really can help in so many ways. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Better Tomorrow with Hannah Brown listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Hannah B. Visit IXL.com slash Hannah B to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your own power, and build towards summer you. Peloton accommodates your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's classes to get your body moving. Peloton has a range of class types to fit for every goal and mood. If you can't run, take a walking class, need some grounding, try yoga. If you want to level up, go to the Pilates or hit workouts. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I love Peloton. I feel like Peloton was what really helped me stay consistent um, with moving my body the past few years when sometimes times, um, whether it was a pandemic or an injury or health stuff going on that sometimes would limit the way that I would normally like routinely work out that I was moving my body a little bit every day and also diversifying depending on what my needs were at the time. There was a lot of time where I couldn't have this super high intensity workout and just needed some help of how can I move my body with what I have right now? Maybe the limitations I have. I feel like Peloton just has something for everyone um, at any level and at any time and season in your life. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. And now let's get back to the show. Because the thing about those shows is they, you know, you get instant fame, but mm-hmm. you don't get instant success, right? You have yeah. to work really hard for success, especially in like the music business. In Nashville, people, there's kind of a formula in Nashville. And I went against the formula. So I, I had to work that, really yeah. hard, move to town to get friends, to meet songwriters, to get people to kind of understand what I was going to do. And I also was 16 
then. So I didn't end up moving to town until I was 18, right mm -hmm. after high school. But um, I had to bust my butt. And I did have a record deal, which thank you, Jesus, for that. So mm -hmm. I did start with like a leg up and as far as that goes. But I also had had this weird connotation in town, I think, of like being the reality girl. And so I had to work really hard to overcome that. And we had six years of just misses, man. And I was like... I had six singles go to country radio that didn't make it. And I went on great tours to start with. And then I wasn't getting any tours. And like, I had no money left. And I was like living here. And it's very expensive to live mm -hmm. here. And I had to borrow money from my manager at the time just to be able to like feed myself. Which that year, that was the best year of my life and the worst. When was that? How old were you? I was 20. I was 19. Okay. 20. 19 or 20. But I wrote the album Road Less Traveled that year. Um, and it didn't come out for two more years. So it was about six years of like trying to figure things out. I think the, like my 22nd year of life of living. 22 or 23 was the year that everything changed for me. Um, and then obviously I got, I've had, I've had wonderful success, which I'm super mm -hmm. thankful for. But I would say... More so than the success, which I'm super thankful for. I'm thankful for that time mm -hmm. because I became a human in that time. Um, and I understood that it's like when you're on a winning streak, which is wonderful, there are always going to be losses before and after that. And I mean, it was so wild to be so famous and people think like I was a celebrity because yep. of that show. I mean, the year I was on American Idol was like their biggest, one of their biggest years ever. It's like 32 million people watched that finale, which is wild. That's like the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, so like everyone in there, I was in everyone's living rooms. And then I couldn't even afford my own living room three years later. It was crazy. And um, yeah, but I, I, I worked through it and I, got a lot of really amazing people in my corner mm -hmm. that believed and um now things are completely different but yeah yeah there no but no one knew that when i wrote my book i wrote a book and it, my the book is like pretty much all about that it's mm -hmm. yeah it's i'm not plugging the book i'm just saying like oh that, i think book. that when i put the book out that was the first time people were like isn't it getting good at, at being, being you? you yeah i have it girl oh, yeah girl i got yours too <laughs> Um, I think we both sent each other our book. Yeah, it was right around the same time. Yeah, very similar yeah. in the like a few months, I yeah. think. Um but the whole the whole book is about like everybody sees this, right? Mm -hmm. This moment where we're like talking about things or I'm on stage in shiny pants and like dancing around, but people don't see when you're crying in your living room because you just got a call that the label's pulling the song from country radio and then you still get to go on stage that night. And perform that song that now you're mad at. Yeah. So um, there were a lot of things like that along the way. And still now. Mm -hmm. Like I just signed a new record deal. 12 years in, I had to pivot and make like drastic changes, um, which have been very fruitful, I will say, and yeah. very great. And my new team is amazing. And I'm so proud to be with them. But that was scary to go for. I've been at the same label my whole career. And it just really felt like time to make a change, which was terrifying. Yeah. And was the best decision I've ever made, arguably, um, professionally. But it's, yeah, I mean, there there were losses there too. After yeah. we had multiple number ones, then we had some like hiccups along yeah. the way. Yeah, it's so important to talk about them. 
because um, even for me, like people think just like you, like was on a reality TV show that millions of people watch, but that doesn't mean, mean that you're instantly rich and, no. um, you, and, and you respected. have your plan figured out and, and respected. Yeah, I respected think. is a great word. Um, yep. and you have to really keep working and it's hard because you have this like built in, um, I mean, American Idol or like some of the shows fan that base, I group fan of people base, that really care for you and pull for you and root for you, which is great. But then you have to in a way, separate yourself and, and make your own path yeah. because you can't just, you were on American Idol, but now it's like, okay, but I'm trying to be Lauren Elena. And that is really hard to do. And with that is going to come losses and where am I? And am I supposed to be doing this in doubts? Because- And should I go back to Georgia? And should I, yeah. And go to college or something? That would be tough at 29. I'm about to be 29. I'm- but you know, I think okay. about, I think about, I'm like, <laughs> what else should I do? But <laughs> should I have gotten an education? Yeah. That might've been good. <laughs> but I think it's so, it's so important for people to hear that you had those moments of doubt, but then can see like how, when you really care about something, you really believe in something. And really, maybe you just have the support that tells you, even when you're like, I don't know if I want to do this to keep going, that you can make those changes. You can find those other victories. But I also think it's important that we can't always be chasing those wins. I think I can really chase wins. But knowing that they're well, you're are good gonna... at them. <laughs> you're running well, a little bit faster than everybody else. Well, it's you the hills me. and valleys. <laughs> it's the hills and valleys that like I then I'm like, oh, I got to win. But like when's when's the when things are going to hit the fan, when's the fail coming? Yeah. Sometimes losing is more important than winning. Yeah. And it kind of puts things into perspective. And then I was like, okay, is this actually where I want to be? Where do I want to be? Cause now I'm down here and I can't go any further. So I got to figure <laughs> out which way I want to go. Up. Up. I know. I always, when I have a real low though, I'm like, well, the good news is home place goes, goes up. up or home. I yeah. got two options <laughs> going up or I'm going home. <laughs> it's great to know home's always there, but I don't think, Home no, is where I, either one of us no. are supposed to be at this season. Or no, but we're all so obsessed with ourselves. That's mm-hmm. the thing about like being a human is we're so caught up in ourselves and like not being good enough or whatever that like no one else sees it that way. I yeah. look at you and I'm like, that girl is crushing it. And I'm so proud of you. And like, you, you know, probably same for me yeah. and all of our other friends. And then you like talk to them and you really connect with people and you're like, Oh, we're all like, we're all feeling like, we're all going what are we it. doing? What yeah. are we doing here? We're all making it up every day. Yeah. And that's fine. And it's great to pivot and great to quote unquote fail so that you can make changes and grow. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to go back to after American Idol coming here to Nashville because I've always um, wondered about this because I feel like reality TV, regardless of what type of TV it on, you're on, but especially sometimes for like talent competitions in the music industry, it feels like it's an advantage, but then there also comes disadvantages in that of like how um, different people respect the community, the community of people think, you know, you weren't in the honky tonks with us doing this whole thing. Did you ever have to do that? And then, yeah, what was your relationship like building community in this town, being respected after American Idol, where seemingly everybody else thinks, oh, she's made it? What were those few years after that like? Ooh, yeah, I did feel a little bit of a disconnect to the community at first. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way at 
all anymore. It seems like it's changed a little bit because I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I had to come in and like meet people and work with people and and really the thing that I feel like I worked the hardest at proving was my songwriting. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good way to work yourself into this community because it is such a songwriting community. And I always say that songwriting is like tennis. If you play with people that are better than you, your game improves. And mm-hmm. so I worked with everyone that would say yes for years and years and years. And and in their defense, um, they were right. I had not earned it. And like I had not come to this town and and proven myself. And honestly, I was not a great songwriter when I moved to town. Like I wasn't. Um, Did you think you? I was were also then? sixteen. You're sixteen. Yeah. So I hadn't like really designed my craft or, and like honed in on what I wanted to say. And I was like not even a human really yet. Sixteen's yeah. a tough Still age. A baby. Very impressionable age. Yeah. Which served me well because I spent you know five or six years working with the best of the best. And creating relationships with these people. And now I would say I'm a great songwriter. But um, it, it, you know, my path was very different than a lot of people's paths. But I feel like I still did move to town and prove myself to the community. Just also had this extremely large fan base waiting for something to happen. Um, So that was a blessing. But I don't think you make it in Nashville without that. That's not going to happen. Without. Without like coming into town hustling. and proving yourself to the community. Yeah. And, and really building a village of people that design your artistry and help you with that. So I did do that. I just did everything a little out of order. Yeah. Um, But I don't, you know, one of the most rewarding moments in my career was when I won the ACM mm-hmm. because I knew that. My community, that's a that's a community-based, like, voted thing. And so that meant the people in Nashville, Tennessee, picked me as the breakout female artist that year. So that was a nice little nod to know that finally, you know, I'd been in town for years at that point. I mean, that was 2018, 2019, and I was on Idol in 2010, 2011. Wow. So I auditioned in 2010, finale was 2011. That was a long time to be in town. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody gets a free ride, you no, know, in anything. No, nothing. And I always say nothing's ever free. There ain't nothing, nothing free. free. <laughs> nothing's free. <laughs> no. People send you free stuff. But that is you not earn it. It's not darn it. You might not be paying for it, but you're paying for it. <laughs> you're paying for it. And they're like, Which is yeah, fine, but. it's great. I'm, I'm thankful for the hey, free clothes. Y'all send me anything you want. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we will take it. <laughs> did you feel that pressure to have to prove yourself? Did you know that like coming in at 16 that you had to prove yourself? I don't think I understood yeah. really for a couple of years. Yeah. Because I was 16. You're I 16. thought I was the bomb. Yeah. And then I was like very You're like, wait, like, you okay, didn't like my song? I don't know what I'm doing at all. You don't like my song? <laughs> I was a great performer. I was always yeah. an excellent performer. Um, But I didn't know what I wanted to say as an artist mm-hmm. at all. Like even I couldn't. You know, it's a it's a brand. I'm a mm-hmm. brand. Just so funny. You're you're I'm a brand. brand. Yeah, it's like we're a brand. Thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's it. You know, I think probably about three years in, I started realizing, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, and I really need to figure out what we need to say here and what yeah. we need to do. And I would say now I have a very clear vision of what I want to do, which it's always growing and ever changing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it took me. I don't think, it, to answer your question, no, I did not realize it first. Yeah. But I was woken up very quickly. Yeah. 
with American Idol, do you feel like obviously the fan base is there that supports you, but you're 16 years old. You have millions of people that have watched you now and now you're off the show. How does American Idol like support that? Or maybe they've changed now, but how did they support you in that? Because that's a lot. I mean, your life just immediately changed, but now you have to do the work, but now you're moving to a new town and you're like, I want to get in this music business. Do you feel like they helped? Do they help foster that? Or is that something you almost have to push against? A little bit of both, probably. I don't know now. Um, Also, I'm a very unique example because I did country music and Idol's based out of LA. So I think... There were a ton of conversations begging me to do pop music, which if you spend five minutes with me, I mean, I probably could have done it because yeah. I, I have a big voice, which is like a, yes. a big pop thing. But, but you are a country girl. Oh, my Lord. I would not last five minutes in L.A. I just, I've lived there a couple times yeah. for different reasons, and I, I'm much happier in Nashville. Yeah. Um, But th- so when I first came off of Idol, they helped facilitate the record deal. So okay. that's very great. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and I got management through them at first, which ended up not being where I landed. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say, yes, they were very supportive as far as, like, figuring out what next steps were and, and like, getting my publishing deal and my record deal and all of those things. I did feel supported in okay. that. Um, but then I kind of, when I, once I got to Nashville, I think I, t- I had a whole, all new people. To deal yeah. with. Um, and then they kind of became my family. Yeah. You know? I just, I, I asked that because I love American Idol. We went and watched American Idol um, this year. I'm obsessed with Lionel Richie. Oh, uh, who's, who is it? Who is, he's an Alabama guy. I'm like upset. I just love him. Um, and it's interesting to see how like some people who win or, you know, get up there at the top, they have huge careers. But then there's other people that like everyone's obsessed with on the show and then they don't. And I just didn't know if there was something on that back end that sometimes makes it hard. Um, or people just don't get right to where, like you said, I guess it's just right place, right time. Um, but it just, it seems like I can't put my finger on why some people when the show have great re- careers. Some people like are only in top 24 and then they're like superstars are people who like Jennifer Hudson's a great example yeah. of that. What did she? She got like tenth place or something. I don't know for sure if that's yeah, true. I but, think she, she definitely was in the top ten, but did not win. Yeah, and I don't know who won that year. That's the thing. Um, you don't even know who won that year, but you know that Jennifer Hudson was on the season. Yeah, um, I don't know yeah. the answer to that. Genuinely, I think for me, the most beneficial thing I had going for me was my age. I was going to ask you, do because you feel I like think you some waited? people that are on those shows have families and like. You know, children and mortgages, and they're 26, 27. I was 16. I was a sophomore in high school. I could, I could take a minute to like not make real money. Yeah. Um, but, but that's, but what, I don't even know. I don't know that yeah. it's like that there are way more talented people that have been on American Idol than me that have not been able to create and a have career. the success that yeah. I've been able. So it is really interesting, that whole thing. I don't know. It's like why some people on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and people love them at the time, but then you don't, you kind of forget about them. Yeah. And then there's people like you that build an entire career. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Yeah. 
I just, I don't know. I, don't I can't that. answer that. I, it is fascinating. It's fascinating, though. though. I think that's what makes Well, me, I'm just infectful. I'm <laughs> me too. Good Lord. Oh, I'm still like that. I'm like Pretty proud of that. You still like me? We're still here. Good. Everybody's still coming <laughs> to the shows. Are we friends? <laughs> um. Okay. Let me. See. Okay. What was? You said you're really com- you. You've been always confident. Do you remember like the time? Like not what, always. Not always. But I think as a young child, oh, yeah. like oh, you knew that. Yes. When did Very outgoing? When did that switch happen? Like you say, you watch American Idol and you're like, I love, I love that girl. And what happened or was there a certain moment? I would say the switch was, was that time period. Really? Yeah. As much as it gave me, I lost a lot. Mm. Because I'm from a town with 3,500 people. Well, it's like 4,000. Now we're crushing it. I looked it up the other day. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rossville, you're crushing it. People be having babies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, the biggest criticism I had at the time was like the girls in high school. You like know, at your own high school? Well, you know, like just, just yeah. normal, like teenage stuff. And then I went on national television and I was enlightened quick. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, as confident as I was, the music thing, I was always confident, always confident on stage. The one thing that I wasn't confident with was my weight, like my whole life. Um, well, not my whole life, probably starting in like eighth grade ish. Mm-hmm. Um, because I became a cheerleader and I was a softball player before that. And so I was not built the same yeah. and it started really weighing on me and I started having problems with eating disorders in middle school. Um, and then 10th grade, I go on American Idol and I was like in my very awkward, chubby face and like <laughs> things were, things were, it wasn't worked out quite yet, you know, <laughs> things were it's also like in between being a teenager and a woman it's like the age where you know was like you know um and people (laughs) and people commented a lot on my weight which what kind of evil humans can comment on a 16 year old child is beyond me now but as that 16 year old child it got it got very bad for a while Mm -hmm. i mean i suffered with such a severe eating disorder and those years where nothing was connecting Mm -hmm. um it wasn't only because of like me needing to work hard. I lost who I was completely. And I think my light, like that it was dimmed quite a bit mm-hmm. because of the TV aspect, which I'm sure you can totally relate to. Oh yeah. I, I do not read any comments now. Like, yeah. Unless my team like tells me this, this TikTok did really great and you should go like interact with people and like, yeah, whatever. I do read comments, <laughs> but I'm in a phase right now where things are very positive. Yes. But when things aren't, I, I like to stay away from it. Um, but there was like, I remember one specific thing that really did it. Um, there was this website, like a blog, like blogs were really yeah. thriving at the time and they still are, I think, but it was like a new thing. No, but it was like a big then. thing. It was like almost like what was right before Instagram yes, or like that's yeah. how people got Instagram. Twitter famous. had just become a thing the year I was on Idol. Like they signed us all up for Twitter to help promote the app. Oh, wow. So that was it. So that was good for you. There probably was, that, there that. was Facebook. Yeah. Facebook was established, but Twitter was new. There was no such thing as Instagram or TikTok or any of that stuff, which, y'all, I didn't even have a phone. They had to teach me all kinds <laughs> of stuff. I was like, where am I? Um, but there was like a blog that every performance I had, they like photoshopped a pig nose onto me and they only referred to me as Miss Piggy. 
And like, I didn't, I, the internet was not so well understood then either. Mm -hmm. It was, it was not understood that that it was a scary place, you know? Yeah. Especially for me. I'm like, everybody loves me. I'm like, dude, it's so great on the show. And so it was like an extreme high and an extreme low. And I got sick. Like very, I struggled very, very bad with bulimia for a really long time. Um, in fact, when I was going on Dance with the Stars, I had been in like complete remission for years at that point. And something about knowing I was going back on national television, I had to start going to therapy for it again. Oh, it's um, like since a chill because like. I was not well before I went out there. And then, dang, I mean, the fastest way to lose weight is dancing 10 yeah. hours a day. But it was such a. It, like the the weight thing has always been a thing for me. I still though was the most confident person of all time on stage, which tells you that you just really don't know what people are going yeah. through. Because at some point, like my mom took me to the doctor and talked to the doctor in the hallway and said, "My daughter, I was like, I was probably fifty pounds smaller than I am right now. Not that much, forty, every bit of forty pounds. I was not well." Like, I didn't look like myself, which the career wasn't doing super well. Mm -hmm. Um, So people didn't really see me in that time either. I wasn't very, like, in front of people. But I would still, when I was in a room full of people, be the most confident person in the room, even then. You could just switch it on. Yeah, pretty wild. But that's that was the time where the confidence kind of idle in about four or five years after that were Mm -hmm. pretty rough. But then... You know, now I'm doing great. I'm very happy, very healthy. Yeah. So uh, I want to, you said that it started in middle school. How did that, what does that look like when an eating disorder starts? Like how was that for you? very sad, but I was in health class and they showed a video of a very thin girl struggling with bulimia and it was to teach you not to do it. But it like, I thought, oh, that's how you get small. Yeah. That's that girl's so thin which is so sad. I talk about that in the book too, but it like get planted the idea for me. And I just occasionally, like if I felt like I ate too much, I would purge. And then over time, I mean, there was like a three year span where everything. Every day. I was purged every day. Yeah. Wow. And I got very sick. Like when my hair fell out, it was not a good mm-hmm. time. Um, I, I haven't really shared that. I've, I've talked about how I've definitely had disordered eating or like seen my body, like, body dysmorphia for sure. But I also, as like a middle schooler, high school, I would have people always make comments about my weight being like, oh, if you just lose 10 pounds, you would be like perfect. Especially probably if you're doing the pageant thing. Doing the pageant thing. I applaud you for being able to handle that. I didn't. I didn't handle it very well. Um, And I remember like hearing about like anorexia and bulimia and being like, hmm, well, Maybe I can try that, but I, it's, it is more of a disorder in your head. Cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, but I was mad at myself that I couldn't do yeah. it. I, it's so messed up that I'm like, why can't I, why doesn't that work for why me? Why doesn't that work yeah. for me? Well, thank, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But it also, I think. But you had every bit of an eating disorder without figuring without out the, ha- that, that working that part. for you. For sure. You're even thinking that's that not a normal way to think. No. That's just, it's just not a, but I would, it was not normal, in, healthy. It's but it not was a in, healthy way to think. It was encouraged. It was an encouraged way to think. And I think yeah. that's a lot of cultures. Yeah. Our culture is like, it made it be like, oh, well we don't do that, but 
you can do this and maybe only eat like fruit at this time of the day. And then just, I mean, there was a time I was eating, like I could eat fruit till like uh, 12, which meant I missed my lunch. My lunch at school was at 11. So I didn't eat lunch. So I just eat fruit. And then I would eat a piece of like five ounce chicken Oh, I've been there. You know, I wouldn't even eat fruit. I ate, I ate cucumbers and chicken. Well, that like, was I was like, that's my carb. I can I know, have the carbs. And you like read it in magazines and stuff. It's, it's like if you want to lose weight, eat chicken and cucumbers. Yeah. Well, if you also if you just want to like completely destroy your body and your metabolism, eat cucumbers and chicken. And that's, that's what happened. Yeah. I I ruined my metabolism oh. by tenth tenth grade you know doing that I would lose 15 pounds in like two weeks and I'm like oh I did it which is absolutely crazy yeah. but I think it's good to talk about because it happens so much younger it's these little things those little comments of watching a show or a health class like oh but I'm supposed to look like that 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 skinny girl is actually how they're saying all the beautiful that's what's mm -hmm. beautiful mm -hmm. so I, sh I should do that it's really sad and being thin is really celebrated too yeah it's almost it's almost like it's too celebrated. Well, I was because people were so proud of me and probably so proud of you when you lost that weight. They're right like, now, you look so good. Right now, which I've people lost don't. Weight. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying no. Don't compliment people because that it's not your burden to carry if someone is unhealthily ach mm -hmm. achieving that. But it is interesting when you are the person that's unhealthy and you're being complimented for it. Yes, that is a whole. Like it's a whole thing. I mean, it just adds to it. It's just interesting how much like our a woman's weight is just commented on in general, like constantly, constantly, especially being the public eye. I'm out here talking about being fit. Now, like, girl, yeah, girl, yeah, girl, don't y'all be calling me skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, for me, it's like people be like, oh, wow, you've gained weight. Oh, wow. You've lost weight. What are you doing? And I'm like, yeah. Then it makes me start thinking, what am I doing? Should I be doing something else? Oh, yes, you like me this yes. way, so I need to stay this way. I don't know how I got this way. Yep. It's so, it's just so important that people understand like, yes, um, celebrate women's encourage. bodies, encourage, but there is a fine line yep. with people who have struggled of how much you comment on, and you don't even know who's struggling too. That's the well, thing. Well, luckily in my life, pretty much everybody knows and yeah. will check in on me and make sure I'm, you know, being healthy. And I'm just like over here. I'm like, this pizza's great. Yeah, right. But yeah. Loving the pizza. But I, I mean, everything's a fine balance. And I think if you do too much of anything, mm -hmm. it's not healthy. The yeah. moderation's good in everything that you do in life. But yeah, the whole, the, the whole culture of just the constant commenting and the constant feedback. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have access to us. All, and, and I'm saying us, like people. Yeah. Not just you and I. Like every, we have access to everyone at any time unless they've established healthy boundaries where you can't get to them if mm -hmm. you don't actually know them. Yeah. It's pretty wild. It, and it's continuing to get, to become like, you got, I kind of thought there would be a time where like that cooled off. But I it's, thought so too. It's not. No. It's just more and more. Let's take a quick break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have been in a really awesome season, but also a season that has been pretty stressful. There's been a lot going on. Um, I can see where some of those things that really keep me grounded. Um, 
I have not been able to make time for and not know how to do that. And so it's been weighing on me a little bit. And look, we all carry around different stressors that can be big or small, but when we keep them bottled up and don't talk about like what's going on in our life, it can really affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest to really talk about what you're going through and figure out a way to work through whatever that is that's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no charge if like you're just not feeling that connected with somebody you can always try it again get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com slash tomorrow today to get 10% off your first order that's betterhelp help.com slash tomorrow Today is about looking for new ways to better ourselves but sometimes that means looking in a totally different place or even a different state In South Dakota, travel is transformative. It's good for the soul. It's the kind of place to just let go, to escape from routine and predictability of life, to put down the phone and pick up a sense of adventure and to see the world a little bit differently, as in not through our screen. Life in South Dakota is about unplugging from it all and connecting with the world around you. It's about being open to real surprises and treating your senses to a real, raw, natural beauty that doesn't need a filter. Whether you're exploring the mountains and trees of the Black Hills, hiking through the Badlands, navigating the wild towns, or camping under the stars, South Dakota is the place to get a little lost and find yourself along the way. See why there's so much South Dakota, so little time at TravelSouthDakota.com. And now let's get back to the show. What made you finally decide to get help? And what would you say to somebody who's like listening to this and feeling like their whole body is getting hot and like, oh my gosh, I'm kind of in this situation. What would you say to them as like a, a first way? It makes me want to cry. Yeah. Like that first way to maybe like make a step into getting healthier and being themselves again and having that light again. Well, I ended up getting seeking treatment mm-hmm. because um, I purged for so long that it started affecting my vocal cords. And um, I think just also my body was just so tired and so beat down that it was like everything was struggling. My whole system was struggling. And the doctor looked at me and said, if, you know, this is, you, you could, you can die from this. People die from this. I think I was just educated <laughs> very quickly and the fear of never singing again. Like kind of pushed me to yeah. that. Um, I wish I hadn't gotten to that point. So I guess my encouragement would be if you are feeling a certain way hearing it, just explore why mm, yeah. um, and talk to somebody about it. Because I, I knew like at 13 that that was a problem. Mm-hmm. And I let it grow and let it grow. And if I had just like talked to my mom or like my best friend at the time and been like, hey, I watched this video and like, can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. Because the girl was really thin. I mean, I had such a childlike way of perceiving it. Yeah. But even at 17 or 18 or 19, I still wasn't like talking to someone about it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of power in just like admitting it. Yeah. And, like talking to anyone. And if you don't feel comfortable with people in your life, like there are online resources. So I would just encourage someone – I think the first step to addressing it is just admitting it's there mm-hmm. and talking to someone about that. Yeah. Um, and I would also, I'd like, it's just a journey. Like, I, I'm not a, some 
healed professional that knows everything there is to Mm -hmm. know about eating disorders and confidence. But I've I've had some therapy, I'll Mm -hmm. tell you. And I've I've changed a lot of things in my life. And like I'm able, it's still even scary. Like, I, I mean- I will always, that will always be a thing I struggle with. Same. Yeah. It's I like just, my dad's mm-hmm. a recovering alcoholic. He's 10 years sober in October. Every single day he fights for that, mm-hmm. you know, to to make sure that he's doing what he's supposed to be doing to be the healthiest version of himself. I, and same for us. It's just mm-hmm. a different obsession or addiction or whatever you want to call it. So I would just say the first thing, I mean, the first step for anyone with anything like that is just realizing that there is an issue and um, an unhealthy issue and addressing it in whatever way feels comfortable. I mean, none of them feel super comfortable because it's very scary and very isolating. And there's so much going on in here that and internally, but I would just say, talk to someone about it. Yeah. Reach out to someone. It breeds in silence. That's for sure. And um, I just am so thankful that you do talk about it because like you said, you, you don't, you didn't have to, I mean, what was it at a point place that you were, it was all yeah. in a time in your career where you didn't have to speak out about it. No, I, I really never had this like grand plan of speaking out about it. I was in New York and I had just finished up like, I hadn't finished treatment, but I had gone through some like serious So you went to, I didn't, I did outpatient. Outpatient. Okay. But, um, looking back, I should have done inpatient. I will say. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm here now. I I would have, if like just that my my situation was severe. Yeah. But I did it, and it just took me longer to mm-hmm. get to where I am now mm-hmm. than probably inpatient would have done. But um, I was in New York, and I was in a great place, and uh, you know, like kind of what you said, like I come into the room and I command attention, and I I was doing that, and mm-hmm. we were on like a Facebook Live, and it was with their like a magazine's audience, and a girl commented and said, "I wish I had your confidence in my body and my blah blah," and I was like really talking about body positivity, but I wasn't really sharing why I was talking about body positivity. Mm-hmm. I-, I started feeling like overwhelmed with like needing to share. Mm-hmm. And it was really wild. And I just came right out and said, I've struggled with bulimia for seven years of my life. And I think the, the, like everybody in the room was like, wait, what's going on? And I was promoting Road Less Traveled at the time, which is what I wrote that song about. It was like not caring what, it's a very positive, uplifting, really? epidemic yeah. song that I wrote with um, Jesse Frazier and Megan Trainer. fun fact. Um, oh, she and I so used to cool. write all the time and, and we wrote Road Less Traveled about just like not caring what people say about your body and what you stand for and who you are. And I don't know that I fully believed it when I wrote it, but I was trying, yeah, drastically trying at the time. And it's really crazy that the biggest struggle I've ever had became the biggest song I've ever had. I mean, um, uh, the first song that really defined my career and changed mm-hmm. everything for me. So pretty wild. But yeah, I didn't have like a plan because I had been, I had obviously knew that that was what the song was about, but I had never even considered talking about it. It was such a scary foreign place yep. for me to even admit. And actually this is pretty wild. My dad didn't know. My dad found out from that. Had he already been going through his own treatment or no? 
Just wondering, I like, at that, like, so? It's all kind of, it, it was all know. at the same, was it kind well, of around yeah, the same time? Yeah, I guess so. No, it was a couple years after his, because he's, he's, he will be 10 years in October okay. and this happened. Yeah, a couple years later. But, like, I was talking about it and my dad called me and was like, what are you talking, like, he called me so upset. He was like, I didn't know you went through this. And I was like, I'm sorry, I was so shameful that I didn't yeah. show. My mom knew. But mom traveled with me. So she's. Because I was touring yeah. at 17, 18, and she stayed on the road with me. And so I think she like really saw what was happening, even though I thought I was hiding it. <laughs> and um, she was a huge part of that healing process yeah. for me. She saved my life. But um, yeah, my dad didn't even know. Did not know. So. And then now you've like. I, I tell the whole world knows now. Yeah. But, <laughs> well, you've kind of, I think you've done a really great job of like continuing to talk about it. I've, I've seen other places that you've talked about your recovery process and knowing it's, it is not linear. Uh, there can be things like even doing dates with the stars that can bring up those feelings and yeah. emotions, but you have like, it's so important to have that support during those times because I mean, I immediately was like, I yeah. got to call the therapist. Yeah. I got to call her and get in there because this is not, I can't let myself get back to that place again. And, and it, and it would have happened probably mm -hmm. most likely if I had not addressed it and like, Ask for help. Yeah. But it's very easy to go, like, to just think, oh, it's just this, like, one time or it's just, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's very crazy. Well, I, I just appreciate you. And I know a lot of people that are listening to this also oh, appreciate you for that. But let's go on to how we met, which is Dancing with the Stars. What made you decide to do Dancing with the Stars in the first place? I don't know, honestly, <laughs> because it was not that thinking I was going to win it. Um, I guess because of my background with TV, mm -hmm. I've done a lot of sh TV stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I owe my, you know, my career to TV. So anytime I can kind of super serve that and it makes sense timing wise, I love to do it. I love TV. I love Me film. Too. I love being on camera and connecting with people that way. So I think it wasn't so much the dancing as much as it was just, you know, connecting with the audience again. And getting to learn a new skill and other people kind of be on that. A challenge. Yeah, it's yeah. a challenge and be on that journey with you and get to see how you crushed it. You really did. Thank you. I, I was just unfortunate that you were there. <laughs> you know? You and a couple other people that were better than me. Uh, no, but you, but like you said, your stage presence and the way you can turn on this confidence is something that I really admired the whole time. Because for me, it's like I could get down the steps. In, but in 10 seconds. <laughs> you could. You'd have your whole dance memorized. I was still learning the first five steps. For real. I'd been, I was like, you got to keep me away from her where she's learning. They're doing the full dance clip. <laughs> but I could, I, I had that thought in my head, which is, so I know like for some people are like, oh my gosh, it's so weird that you like think you can't dance. But I was like, I could learn it. But then once I like went to perform or went to, I don't know, maybe like Alan being a coach was like on me, there would be like this, like these times where I'm like, I would like snap into this bad mindset of like, oh, like you can't even take a step. Like I can't dance. And sometimes that would hit when I was dancing. Sometimes it was like in the rehearsal before. And so that's why I constantly practice and like had to remind myself, okay, you can do the steps. 
because I would start thinking like, why are you even here? Why are you doing this? Well, you, because you were so great. Well, thank well, you. she talked to me at that time because I'd have been like, listen, sis, everybody here is trying to be better than you. <laughs> For but real. That but, was the mindset. Everybody knew you were the person they had to be. It was so interesting to probably because I was in like such a different space. Up. Yeah. 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 Now, I talked the only thing that I think I had, like, my strategy was I'm a great performer. I'll just, if I do all the steps wrong, I'm going to smile through it. That's and you what did. I did every week. <laughs> I was just like the class clown, basically, of the show. But, but that's why people love you. I did do, I mean, I did, I do watch the dances and I think, oh, wow, you I did? actually did yeah. kind of better than I thought. But it was, dancing was not my thing. Um, but can you, can but you say But performing is totally yeah. my thing. So I did, and music is my thing. So I did have some like strengths that I knew I was bringing into it, but I fall more than anyone I've ever met. <laughs> and I was every, my, my fear was I'm going to fall on TV again. Cause I fell on American Idol like bad. And so I was constantly, my fear did was Did you like, fall? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You should look that up. It's pretty good. No, on Dancing with the Stars you Oh, fell? did I? I don't think I did. Did I ever fall? No, but I did like in the middle of one of the dances, just completely forget where I was and didn't do anything right for about 15 seconds. I, did, I just went, <laughs> bing, bing, bing. And then finally I remembered what I was doing. I did it three times. I did that three times. It was the, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Mid dance. I just forgot everything, everything. Gleb, I know Gleb wanted, wanted to just like trip me and make me fall on the dance floor at that point because it was one of my best dances. And I got out there and just, you know, I didn't, I didn't dominate, but I smiled. But you smiled. And I, and and you, I would, ding, I would, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Like, what I'm was, performing. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on. Dance. You have to go Oh, the hound dog. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding. It was not, that was but not I remember was you did be. so good <laughs> in, the in the rehearsal. I wish you could just fake that and, and like fake. Then play, it, play it. Yeah. But they make you do it live. They do. They sure do. The more you know. <laughs> um, what was your relationship like with Gleb? And like, how was that? Because like, you're very, that's like a very like intimate, like close relationship that you're having with somebody who's also like your <laughs> coach. It was tough. It was tough. I know. It, I'm not going to lie. Like, Gleb's a great guy. Uh-huh. It was tough. Yeah. Because it's such an interesting dynamic because dance is his life, right? Yep. And, and you really have to respect that. And I, I am, he's very serious. He's a very serious person. And I'm not. In the, dan- in the, the studio, he was serious? Just in life, I think he's oh, very okay. serious. <laughs> He's very serious. Um, he's fun too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We had f- a lot of fun together when we were not rehearsing, but yeah. the rehearsals were. Oh, they're just tough. I was like, they're kind of scary. Yes. Because they the are accent, so scary. He had this accent that was very scary. Like when he would get upset, I was like, oh. I don't know what you're saying to me, but I feel like you're not happy with me. Yeah, I'm not doing <laughs> well. And I, you know. He, yeah, it was tough. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And the, the like, seriousness. Because, like, when I don't feel confident in something, I just make a joke. 
Yeah. And he didn't think it was funny ever. No. So it was, we had to learn to communicate. Yeah. We had to learn. But by the end of it, I mean, like, I'm so appreciative of him and I grew so much in that time. And mm-hmm. that's because of him. But it was rough. I mean, sometimes I would just have to leave. Me too. Because of the argument. Oh, I remember you yeah. and I'd be in the hallway like, Wait, but like let me, what's going why on are we in there? Doing this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what do you feel like? What was like the best lesson from that? experience that you learned from it the stars he believed in me wow um he was tough on me but he really did believe i could win mm-hmm. um and he it, it that was really nice to have i mean yeah. as, as tough as it was i can look back on that and see that yeah i don't think i really thought that at the time and that's why he pushed you so hard. yeah but that's why he was pushing me because he believed in me and that was nice and i do think that um, all joking aside of like when I would get there and do the dances and I was just performing that he pushed me to do my best mm-hmm. for real. But yeah. I, without him, I would not have been that good at it. Yeah. Cause I, it wasn't a natural thing for me. So yeah. I do appreciate that about him. And, um, I also really wanted to fight hard for him cause he hasn't won. Yeah. And so I was like, there was like a part of me that was, I felt that pressure too. Yeah, and went, "Hey, and look at yeah. you." Has he won since? Uh, no. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he's a great coach. Too. Yeah, and and I do also love. They're all very competitive, but they are a family, which was really definitely cool. and like Emma would come in and help me, and I'm still really good buds with Emma. I love and, her. Yeah, um, Lindsay and everybody it was just so like a, a big family. So I just I wish I wasn't so crazy during that time because. I even loved it, even being an absolute weirdo. But it's such a cool. Um, hey, we were all like losing it. Yeah, it was not the only person that never lost it one single time was Allie. Allie, she's, so she's sweet. an angel though. So <laughs> I mean, it, that's an unattainable thing. She is just, just the kindest that. human that's ever been born. Yeah, I don't think she knows how to be upset. Yeah, I don't. I she's never just saw so it. Sweet and kind all the time, but. Yeah, I'd learned how to be upset on that I was show. very yeah. upset. Yeah. I, I learned how <laughs> to be upset all the time. <laughs> you were all so funny, though, because it's like, why are we this upset? Over a dance show. Because at the end of the day, like, now you're doing this and I'm back on the road. But at the time, it feels like the only thing in the world Because it's all you're doing. All day long. Yeah. And then you got this person, too, who you're spending all your time with who it really does matter to them. Yeah. It is their career. So it is overwhelming. Yeah. But yeah. It was tough, but very rewarding. I would go back and do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. During Days in the Stars, I was also like going through like weird heartbreak stuff. But weren't you, or am I making that up? Oh, You had girl. just you had ended your engagement. Yeah. I had, I had an engagement like a couple of years before that. Okay. And then I had another a unfortunate scenario. Yes. That I lived through. But now... But now you're engaged. Don't look at my finger now. But we won't get them up that that close. What would you say? Like, I feel like heartbreak like sucks so bad, but it's also one of those things. I think we like that's been the theme of this. Is like those moments are so like where you find yourself and what like good things always come from the pain. I really do think that like the aftermath. Absolutely. What would you say to somebody who is like in that moment of heartbreak? going through these relationships that are not good for you and now being on the other side, like what have you learned now from being with Cam that you can like look back and go, huh, this is what I learned from all this to get me here. 
Well, I I uh, I learned a whole lot about what I didn't want, mm-hmm. um, and I think I I would just encourage people to. I joke a lot about like everything, but every relationship I ever had, I took a lot of knowledge with me, good and bad, like what I did like about the person and what I did not, you know, what did not work for me. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny if you kind of look at all of the people I've dated, Cameron is a weird version of all of them. Like he's very funny. He's very handsome. He's works really hard. And there were things about like all of these people that I did appreciate and things that I didn't. But he's also very structured and kind and patient in a way that I was not familiar with. And so I just think the wrong person is not where you want to end up. Yeah. So like if you got to go through a bunch of wrong people now having the right person, I have full confidence that he is my person. Which is wild because I really never had a super big goal of getting that. Because yeah. I worked so much in my career was like my marriage for forever. And now having him, I'm just, it's so worth the wait. You know, he's he's awesome. He's my best friend. Um, when I go through hard times, I have a support system. And it's just, I would say if you're going through a hard time and a breakup, it's hard as it is to see. I've had my fair share of very public breakups mm-hmm. and um, he's he was worth every bit of loss I ever felt for sure. Because I, if I had not gone through all of those, I would never have gotten to him. Yeah. So it's really wild to think that like I'm thankful for some of that stuff I went through. Also, it just shapes you like heartache and loss shapes you into a stronger human. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say I learned how to love people and how to be a good partner in all of those relationships. I learned what not to do, what is great to do and how to be supportive and when to, you know, mind your business. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think every bit of it, as hard as it is to see at the time. Now, when I was on Dance with the Stars, (laughs) let me tell you, I thought I am never getting married. I am never getting another boyfriend. I am done with this. I'm just going to work and then have a bunch of animals when I retire in like a farm or something. And then, you know, it's so wild. I had already met Cameron then. Really? I met him before I dated one of those people and did not think he was my person, did not like understand that. Like you didn't look at him romantically at all. No, I did. I mean, I went on a date with him, but I was just like, I don't know. Like it wasn't love at first sight for sure. It I mean, it was for him. That's always good. <laughs> Sorry, Cameron. I love <laughs> you. Um, but, I mean, he chased me, literally pretty much chased me for two years mm-hmm. before I was like, all right. I'm, I, I, like, all of my friends are like, you need somebody like the Cam guy. He's funny. He goes to work every day in a suit. He's an in insurance. He, like, does not understand fame to this day. He does not. Yeah. He's like. Oh my goodness. Like somebody came up to him. I, when we got engaged, pretty much was the first time I ever posted about him. I never really shared about yeah. him. So I got myself into a lot of trouble with sharing about people that I wasn't going to end up with. And then people ask questions about it. So I was like, I'm going to be sure this time. So I had to, I had to get the ring pretty much yeah. to post about him. Um, but 
people like come up to him now and recognize him and he does not know what to do. It's so funny. This girl came up and goes, are you Lauren Elena's fiance? And he goes, yeah. And she goes, can I have a picture? And he goes, oh, I don't do pictures. <laughs> I don't do pictures. I'm like, he came and told me and I was like, yeah. you do do pictures. You do pictures. You do pictures now. You do pictures. You do pictures. <laughs> Learn your smile because you're, you're doing pictures. You do pictures. I mean, I yeah. don't need him to do a meet and greet, but, but it was like a 20-year-old girl. That was just so happy. And he's like, sorry, I Also, do if you're listening to this and you went up to him at the ramen, <laughs> I am so sorry. He would take a picture with you now. Now, yeah. He would. But it was like, you know, also we kind of started seriously dating during COVID. Mm-hmm. So we've been together for three years now or whatever. And he didn't understand what yeah. it's like to go places with me because we couldn't really go anywhere. Is now does he understand? Here, will you take the picture? Oh, yeah. He's a phone? great photographer. Yeah. 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 But also there's something so endearing about that because he just loves me. It's mm. not at all about the fame. It's the exact opposite yeah. of that. But now he does really respect my work and understands the the picture part of it. That yeah. is the That was the weirdest thing for him because we would be like at dinner – and people would just come up while you're eating dinner. Yeah. And he was so thrown off by that at first. But now he does understand that, like, I would say, uh, Reba said something. When people stop asking for pictures, something's gone wrong. Ooh. So, yeah. We embrace the We're pictures. We're like, where's when the When I'm at dinner and nobody asks, I'm like, oh, oh we something's have. gone no, I'm wrong. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it is a huge part of it. But, um, yeah, he's wonderful. And he's everything I ever needed. And. I wouldn't have known even what I needed without the heartache and the yep. loss. And like, I knew I did not want a, another famous person. That yeah. was something I knew for sure. Because like, my my life is, I'm gone all the time. Yeah. So if I, you know, have another person that is also gone all the time and like with their, I just needed for me and for what I want for my life. I needed him. I needed stability. I needed someone Safety. to come home to. Yeah. yeah. Someone. And he loves his family. He's such a family guy. And he loves animals, y'all. That's uh, good. If the house caught on fire and it was me or the dogs, kiss it and send it. Tell me goodbye right now. You might as well. He's going to get our dogs out. I'm, I better start running. That's all <laughs> I know. He loves animals. Look at Molly. She's nodding. It's true. He would get the dogs. Would he get me or the dogs? He loves our animals, which makes me know he'll be a great dad. Yeah, and that's what you said. And you I still it. have to run. When we yeah. have a baby, <laughs> he's going to get the baby, which I would also at that point vote for. Yeah. And I love our animals too, but he's just such a if, – if he has to nurture something, mm-hmm. he takes it very seriously, which is one of my favorite things about him. I don't know for sure that he'd get the dogs, <laughs> but probably. Yeah. I've asked him, and yeah. he's like – I would never have to make that decision. I'm like, that is not the right answer. <laughs> but he's just awesome. Yeah. And worth every loss I ever went through. Yeah. Uh, it's it's cool you saying like when we, last time that we were together, how you're like, I am, don't want a boyfriend. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to be with the dogs. And now you have somebody that loves the animals, loves, <laughs> loves all every- the things and yeah. loves you and supports you as like you keep accelerating in your career that's yes. all that you can ask for and I do I I definitely feel that of like realizing what like you need which supports you how somebody like just cares for you and loves you and does not care about any of the other stuff and can gladly learn how to take a good picture like 
Hey, he's he on it. Yeah. He 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 knows too. He gets the right angle now. Yeah. Because he used to just like hold it out. Yeah. Like, uh-uh, not gonna like, work. This is not gonna work for me. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about. It. I'm, you, we you, we got to get you in a class or something. <laughs> but he was called me. Out. I was yeah, the teacher. You were the teacher. <laughs> he's graduated. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm so happy for you in that. But I also want to talk about uh your new music coming out. Tell me about this new. EP, right? I yes. Don't, I don't know. I don't understand EPs, what they are. They're, They're like five like, songs. I don't either, actually. They became a thing. It's like, is it after al- I started? We used to just put albums out. Yeah. Now we got to like get a little preview or yeah. something. I don't know. But but this um, is the f- like five songs out? It's is it six? six. Six. Okay. Six. And then I did it. I performed on The Bachelorette. Oh my gosh, you killed it. And you looked so beautiful, by Thank the way. Thank you. I wish I could have done it with you, though. I know. But Charity's so sweet. She's she the best. Was so sweet. I love her. I think she's an awesome bachelorette. She was so kind. I yeah. Was, yeah, she was so, so kind. Um, but anyway, so that's a seventh song, but it's not technically on the EP. Okay. So we have seven songs with my new label that are out now, but um, I've been talking a lot about it. I mean, we've talked so much about all of it, but I feel like I found my forever homes, especially with the music too, with the new <gasps> label yeah, and with Cameron. And I think the music really reflects that. But this, this is like a six-song preview, basically, of what we're doing. And a lot of the music now is about my hometown, yeah. and like where I came from, which I think is influenced by Cameron, who's a very small-town, like-minded family human that kind of helped me. Re- I mean, I've reconnected. With, I, I connect with my family always, but I really have a deeper connection with them because of him and because if we go home – a lot of our downtime we spend with my family or his family. And so the music really reflects that. Also, I'm just I'm just in a really happy place. And I think the music really reflects that. And I named the EP Unlocked because I feel like I just unlocked all mm. of these places in my like my full self and like embrace my full self and have someone that celebrates me fully. Fully. Yeah. So it's been really fun to create new music and also. I very intentionally went into it saying, I want to make a country record. There's nothing pop about it. I've made a lot of like pop country. Yeah. I definitely, listening to the new music, I can really tell. And I think it's appreciated for all like true lovers of country music. I think the pop country's fun. It is so fun. It's fun to dance. We still get to do some of that during the live show. But I like said, I wanted to make a record for the girl that walked into American Idol. That girl, that little country girl from Rossville, Georgia. I spent so much time back home during the pandemic too, because we were all just like, what are we doing Mm -hmm. here? So I really spent time with my family. I spent time with Cameron and I just like got in touch with like my home self, Mm -hmm. you know, not being on the road. And I was like, huh? There ain't a pop thing about me. Why am I making pop country? Yeah. So... The music really reflects that. And Joey Moy is my producer who is, I mean, he's got quite the track record if you look him up. And he's just so, he's next level. He is next level. And he has been so fun to work with as far as like sonically pushing me and making sure the music is country. And he's tough on the songs and he makes sure the songs are all good enough. And um, he's great. You have a song called Thick as Thieves with Lainey Wilson that is... <laughs> First of all, amazing, but I can't wait to do the TikTok dance soon. <laughs> it's it's great. It's for like the girls a female honky tonk, but don't. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which like we definitely need it from 
the girl side well, celebrating. I literally, so Lainey and I are buds. Okay. Like big buds. Um, My whole family is just, from her being on Yellowstone, they're just like obsessed, obsessed with, with it. Well, yeah. she's easy to be obsessed yeah. with. She, and she is every bit as wonderful in real life as you want her to be. Sometimes you like hear about artists that you're like obsessed with and you don't want to meet them. If you love her, meet her. She will not let you down. Um, she's just like, when I go through things in my life now, like artist-wise, I can call her and no matter where she is, she's like the busiest person I know right now because she's crushing it. Mm -hmm. She will take time for me. She's just a good person. And we've been talking for a couple of years about doing a song together because we're known for some similar things. Your assets. Yeah, assets, <laughs> yes. Um, honest to goodness, when her butt went viral on TikTok, it was the best day of my life because we had already like decided to do Thickest Thieves, which is all no, about having no curves. It was like the Lord blessed us with her butt going viral on TikTok, for real. I was like, we could not tee this song up better if we like did that on purpose. Yeah. You can't like make that up. It no. was, we were like, anyway. So yeah, um, she's so great. And then we, the dances, people are like doing the dance like crazy. And uh, did you make up the dance? Molly and I made up the dance. My uh, look at that. <laughs> and uh, heck yes, we were like, you know, we made that dance up in a Kroger parking lot in Donaldson. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like we were randomly it should have been. like parked in a Kroger parking lot. That is where it should have been created. And we made it up in the park. People were like blowing their horn at us while we we're in the parking lot. Should have called you. You're the dancer. But I you did Molly's a good background, job. Molly's background show choir and stuff. So she's she crushed it. I I can't, you know what I came up with? Gimme, gimme, gimme. I it's definitely good. came up with the claps. All right. <laughs> it, I love the claps to the back. <laughs> And you look, and I did, been, I did come up with the turning, but she pretty much came up with everything else. She had to teach me how to do kickball change. It took me a minute, about, and by 10 minute, I mean 10 minutes. I couldn't figure out Glove how to. Glove didn't teach you how to do a kickball chain. Huh? Glove didn't teach you how to I'm do I'm sure that. he did, but he I didn't forgot. retain any of that. You think, you, <laughs> you think I can still salsa? You are wrong. <laughs> um, but anyway, he definitely did. But uh, it's so fun, and so it, it's just been a great interaction with everybody. And it's just like body positivity, which yes. you do not have to be thick to do the dance. It's just like a song about being confident in who you are, and like it's so much fun. Which you know, don't so we um, need to do girl. The dance. I, I wore girl. You got to You wore made, jeans. I wore jeans. You wore the booty, didn't you? That's my girl. That's what I, I wore you, jeans. You just turned around you. and looked in the mirror to make sure the butt looked good. I did, and even when I walked in, um, and my my boyfriend goes, "Dang, those jeans make your butt look good." I'm like, "Yep, that's what Mission I'm going accomplished. for." <laughs> All right, let's do the dance. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to do the dance, and I love the song, and I love just it's it's bringing it all back around to like celebrating your body a body that you like you were were mean to didn't love and now like loving it celebrating everybody else loving it too <laughs> the only person i need to love it is cameron but yeah. and me that's right but <laughs> and everybody is, else who wants to <laughs> it so is kind of fun to be song, able to i would never have sang a song like that seven years ago and that's what i love the most about it because that's like my body is different, mm -hmm. not from ladies, ladies. You know, there are yeah. a lot of women that look like us, but yeah, the the like public perception of it, you know, has just been accepted in the last few years. And I just wanted to have a song to like really appreciate it and show it some love. And 
It's so People fun. People are loving it, so I'll take it. People are loving it. It's so fun. I love that you have a TikTok dance for it. <laughs> I'm so not a TikToker like that, but hey, now I am. Now I you are. It. Now you are. Bring it on. And it helps so much. I I'm think. like doing the TikTok dance everywhere I go. I got Blake Shelton to do it. I, I have saw. no shame in the game anymore. I'm like, well, it's really great for, I mean, look at Walt Craze. Like that is, that's what makes songs so popular and gets it stuck in your head. TikTok songs are like on a repeat in my head all day. And now on the playlist is Thick as Thieves. So. It just seems like you're in a really sweet season of life. I think I'm also like starting that season of my life. Oh, like, I'm so happy for you. you. You do that. Like you've done all these crazy things and you've, you've had the ups and downs, but it's all about like getting back to, to home and who you are and who was that girl that went on TV for the first time, not knowing what, what the heck she was doing and what she was in for. And like being able to celebrate that girl mm. and like champion her. Um, I definitely feel that for me as well, but I also really see that in the season that you're at, the music that you're putting out, the love that you're in and how you talk about it. So it's just, it's really cool um, to see. And I'm excited for the fans to continue to listening, listen to the music you have out now and the music to come and to be able to connect with that. Because a lot of people who have followed you, loved you because of that girl that, that walked in the door because they can relate to her. I don't her. know why I've been running from her. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. I've literally have told everybody I'm trying to be just like that girl. I mean, older, but yeah. Yeah. Older and wiser, but I also just like, I went back and watched myself on idol and I had this like emotional awakening. Literally. I was just like at my house and I was like, why was I so mean to her? Mm -hmm. Like, she's so awesome. And I could see what people saw, you know? And I was like, what have you been doing beating that person up? Like, we're not going to do that anymore. And obviously, I haven't, like, cracked the code or anything. Yeah. I also, my mom brought me all of my American Idol wardrobe. She saved every oh. bit of it. And I, like, pulled my audition outfit out the other day, which I cannot believe she has that. You know where I got that wet seal? Remember wet seal? <laughs> Remember Let's seal. all talk about wet seal. I was sad when that went away. I liked the wet I seal. I thought when my mom let me um, shop at wet seal, I thought I was like, well, you rich. It's cool. But I had to try out for American <laughs> Idol to get go into the wet seal. But I wore that dress and the little belt. I don't know if I have the belt and I definitely don't have the flip flop. <laughs> but I got the dress and the little like pink. I should put that on and take a picture. You should. I'm going to do, do that. Do it. Do it. When you get home. Thought about that here. I'll tag you in oh, it. Please do. <laughs> we'll do a little side I'm by just side. mad about the flip-flops, though. I can find them. They're either black flip-flops with little rhinestones on them. They're on Amazon. Oh, they got them somewhere. <laughs> they got them somewhere. Lauren, thank you so much for spending your time coming here today. I know you're really busy, but it means the world to me. And I'm so excited that we're both here in Nashville. And hopefully we'll get to hang out again soon. Yes, we will. I'm Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.